0: Welcome to episode 13 of Erotic Hypnosis, Tales of Evelina. I am the hypnotic goddess, Mistress Evelina, and this week's episode will feature a story called Police Story, with the male parts being read by my house pet. The story was written in 2001 by my hypnoslave, and that is the date of the original copyright this audio recording is copyright 2006 all rights reserved for details read my official copyright statement at hypnosis.st/podcasts/copyright And as a final note, like all the other episodes of my podcast, this story is also entirely fictional. However, it is based on many of the techniques and manners in which I use hypnosis for domination. To find out more about this, go to my websites, hypnosis.st and dominatrix.st. And now, police story. Evelina has some problems with the police, but it all turns out okay for her in the end, shockingly. It may have seemed an odd juxtaposition of roles, but it worked well for Evelina. Here she was, manning a fortune-teller booth at a society charity bazaar. Not that she didn't make a lot of money for charity. Men and women flocked to her tent to have their fortune read by the tarot cards of the lovely blonde. She was dressed in a white flowing gown and had a close-fitting hat decorated with magical symbols and jewels that just perfectly accentuated her achingly lovely face. Not one of her upper-crust affluent customers had any idea that she, by trade, was one of America's cruelest and most well known dominatrixes. No one even guessed that in the blink of a beautiful eye she could utilize her kickboxing skill to render unconscious any one of her visitors. And no one even guessed that she could utilize her amazing hypnotic power to entrance and enslave anyone that she wished. But she did possess these powers, and many more as well. Evelina thought that the charities that the local women's club financed with their little social were well worth supporting, and she committed some of her time to make the event a success on an annual basis. This year, however, would be different. One of the visitors to her tent was John Malcolm, the new chief of police of this small suburb. He had discovered Evelina's identity and felt it was his role to rid his community of her evil. As he sat down across from the lovely blonde, he cleared his throat and began to talk to her in that condescending way only cops can do.
1: Well, dear, I hope you didn't think you could get away with it forever. At least not in my town. Your face is all over the net. You have your photos published in magazines. These people may not have figured out who you are, but I know.
0: Evelina studied him carefully as he continued his lecture.
1: These high-class society ladies should not have to associate with the likes of you. I'm afraid that when you fold your tent tonight that this will be your last day at the bazaar. Your last day in my town. I don't ever want you back here
0: the lovely young woman formed a plan quickly and started to speak to the chief in a soft, compelling voice. But sir, I always make a lot of money for the charities, and the people here love me. Don't you think that is a value to your community?
1: It doesn't matter, dear. The likes of you are not welcome here.
0: Well, if this is my last evening and I can't make any more money for charity, at least let my final fortune be yours. I'll tell your future free and then I'll close up shop.
1: Go ahead, honey, but be quick about it. The clock is ticking.
0: Chief, Did you see my website yourself? Or did someone tell you about it?
1: I checked it out myself. Dominatrix.st and hypnosis.st. I saw the pictures, I saw the stories, and it's not something I want the citizens of my town to see.
0: Oh, that's it, eh, Chief? Keeping them safe from sexuality? Did you see the part about my ability to hypnotize people?
1: Yep, but I don't believe in that magical crap.
0: But just for the next few minutes, suspend your disbelief for the mystical tarot cards that tell your future are just another part of that magical crap. You see... Sometime in the first half of the 15th century, somewhere in northern Italy, someone created the first deck of tarot cards as the story of their power to read the future spread. Devotees of the occult art In France and England, encountered the cards and saw mystical and magical meaning in each of the symbols on the cards. The historical fascination with the cards led to the reputation tarot presently has as a divination tool and a cult artifact. Isn't that interesting? John just nodded, anxious for this session to be finished, so Evelina would leave. But the story was interesting, and he listened closely. her sensuous voice as she spoke. What I will do is deal nine cards onto the table after I shuffle the deck. Each card has a special, magical meaning, and I will explain it to you. Those who believe in the cards often say, They don't read the future, but actually control the future. But you don't believe in mesmerism, or magic, or any of that stuff, do you? Evelina could tell he was listening closely. The first step in her plan was a success. He was paying very close attention to her voice. Trances, mental relaxation, awareness. All these can come from the cards. All one needs to do is pay attention to them as they are dealt and follow. Their suggestions follow where the cards lead. But you must be careful if the Queen of Wands shows up. It is said that it has the power to capture and enslave the one who sees the card. But I know you don't believe in that kind of stuff, do you? This time, John didn't even answer. Evelina's voice was flowing over him like a warm stream of water, relaxing him. His thoughts were becoming disjointed. What had she said about trances and relaxation? Evelina dealt the first card. It was the Emperor. Ah, this card is you, John. May I call you John? It is a symbol of control and rigidity. The card of someone always reaching for the solution, the answer. And soon we will find the answer together. Just keep listening to my voice as I show you the magical cards that control your destiny. John continued to listen as he looked at the card. Next, the devil. Evelina smiled. Perhaps this is me. It is the card of illusion and fear. Perhaps I am capable of creating an illusion that would cause you to fear me. Little me, I'm just five foot four, just a girl, but you might fear me in certain circumstances, eh, John? Now... John could hear a strange buzzing or hissing in his ears, as well as her voice. But her words were the most important thing to him. He must listen closely. Everything the cards revealed was important. And look at this one, John. It is the card of Last Judgment. This card symbolizes that you will have a change in your role in life. A release from all old restraints. I wonder if I will have anything to do with the change. The cards will soon tell us The lovely hypnotist could see she was already having an influence on the chief. He started to show an expression of surprise and fear. She didn't want him to get up and leave just yet. She turned over the next two cards quickly. The nine and ten of swords. Interesting cards. The nine shows your indecision you want to leave but you can't my voice holds you here it is also a card of blind obedience and despair do you feel despair that you know You will have to obey the devil from now on perhaps even fear. The Ten of Swords answers that question. It is a card of surrender. You must surrender and what? As I ideal the cards, listen as my voice takes you down into a trance of surrender. Hypnotism is not just a game; it is the power of one person to control another and the cards have told you to surrender control to me surrender John surrender surrender The chief of police sat rigid in his chair, eyes fixed on Evelina's graceful hands as she dealt the cards. His eyes were wide open, and his expression was a blank, emotionless. Next, the five of pentacles, a card that symbolizes a loss of power and control, a sign that you are surrendering your power to me, you will obey me in all I say. The cards commend I command. Obey me, John. You want to obey me. You must obey me. The blonde hypnotist turned another card. It was the Two of Cups. Oh, John, this is a nice card. It is the card of love. Not only will you obey my commands, but you will love to do so. You will love me. You are falling in love with your goddess, Evelina, right this second. The cards say it is so. His breathing quickened. The nearness of this lovely woman affected him more than mere words could explain. He was falling in love. Wait, was she causing this? Was she hypnotizing him? And now, the page of cups. This is a card that says, You are a receptor to my thoughts commands and suggestions but we knew that already didn't we I hope that queen of wands doesn't show up if you see that card you will be captured And enslaved by little old me. Remember, this is the last card. Is it a card of freedom or slavery? Will you become just another subservient slave? Evelina, just another of my hypnotic playthings. Evelina turned the final card over, and it was indeed the Queen of Wands. Oh, my poor little pet, I told you what this card meant before. It means that someone else is in control of your life. A person who is domineering and powerful. A person with great attractive power. I guess that is me, isn't it? John stared down at the card, almost in shock. The Queen of Wands? He started to speak, but couldn't find the strength to move his lips. He stared vacantly at the card, then up to Evelina's beautiful visage. His mind felt unfocused, fuzzy, a strange, almost electric, tingling sensation, filled his head. For a moment, he struggled against Evelina's mental control. But then the struggle stopped. His thought patterns became very clear. He must obey the Queen of Wands. Go to sleep, John. A deep sleep of hypnotic surrender. Sleep. She snapped her fingers. The chief's eyes widened for just an instant, then slammed closed. The sensuous hypnotus quietly got up and walked around behind the policeman's chair. She leaned over and whispered directly into his ear, her warm breath exciting him. It was as if her words were being drilled directly into his mind. You should go deeper, my pet, deeper into this Hypnotic trance of total surrender to goddess Evelina. I will help you. Each word I speak to you takes you deeper and deeper under my spell. You are totally relaxed, totally calm, totally submissive to me, submissive, obedient, ready to obey me in all things. Obey, obey, obey me in all things. His mouth moved, and finally, weakly, he responded.
1: Obey you in all things.
0: Get up, my plaything. Please hand your gun over to me, my pet. At her command, he reached into the holster at his belt and held out his revolver. Hand me that dangerous thing, John. You don't need a gun around me. Now I think that you understand That the proper position for you Is at my feet, John Show me how much you want to obey me Kneel down before me I am your queen The queen of wands, kneel down and worship me. The now totally entranced policeman stared up at this lovely woman, slowly absorbing what she was saying. It was as if the weight of the world was resting on his shoulders, He was not strong enough to resist this immense force. His knees bent, and he knelt on the ground in front of his queen. Good boy, John, she whispered. Now, kiss my foot. As Evelina extended her sexy pet in front of the chief, He reached out and held her shoe, then started to lavish kisses on it. First he licked the thin high heels, then kissed and licked the soles, dirty from the dusty ground the tent had been set upon. She grabbed him by the hair and pulled his head up, so he again faced her. This is too public a place for us now. "'Take me to your car and drive me to my dungeon. "'It is only a few minutes away. "'I will teach you more about your submission there.' "'John stood up and walked without speaking "'to the parking lot as she commanded. "'Evelina followed moments later,' "'taking the time to close the tent flaps "'and hang an out-to-lunch sign on the entrance. "'As she arrived at the chief's unmarked police car, "'he quickly opened the door "'and allowed her to sit in the front passenger seat "'and took his place on the driver's side. "'He put the car in gear and silently drove, "'as Evelina directed him, to her workspace.' As they got out, the blonde hypnotist ordered him to open the car trunk. There, in a steel foot locker, were many of the tools and implements used by police themselves. Evelina's eyes sparkled at the wealth of tools she found available to her in the locker to help educate this police officer in his new role as one of Evelina's servants. He carried the large box into Evelina's office at her instruction, and set it down in the center of the sparsely furnished room. There was a large, throne like chair in the center of the room, and in front of it was a twelve-by-fifteen carpet, soft enough so, the knees of even the tenderest of supplicants would not be bruised as they fell to their knees before Evelina's throne. Spaced at various locations on the floor were eye bolts, so ropes, chains, and other restrictive implements could be easily attached. But today, Evelina would only use instruments taken from the chief's own toy box. John opened the box and fell to his knees facing the chair. No, no, John. All my slaves must always be naked when they serve me. Take off all your clothes and be quick about it. As ordered, he speedily removed his clothes, neatly piling them on the floor just off the carpeting the blonde dominatrix reached into the box and removed two sets of handcuffs and a set of leg irons. As the chief looked at her, once again on his knees, she suddenly lashed out with a kick that threw him to the floor. As he lay there limply, she shackled him to the bolts in the floor, spread-eagled, facing upward, totally helpless. She took his nightstick from the box as well, and ran it gently across his body as he came to. Only the shock of the tie-kick had jarred him from his trance, and he awoke with the knowledge that he was a prisoner of the young blonde he had tried to run out of town. He started to struggle against his bonds then realized it was his own hard steel manacles that were holding him immobile. Evelina drew closer, the warmth of her body touching his naked skin like tiny invisible fingers. Then the chill of the hard plastic nightstick replaced the warmth. As she touched first, his rapidly stiffening cock, then his ball sack. It didn't matter that he was a prisoner. Her very nearness was exciting him beyond comprehension. She ran her soft finger across his lips, and in spite of himself, he first gently kissed the digit, then hungrily drew it into his mouth and sucked. Evelina smiled, knowing the effect she was having on the cheek. Her other hand moved across his bare chest, then his stomach. Then she again picked up the nightstick and pushed it to his lips. For a moment he kept them closed, but then started sucking it as if it were a cock. As she withdrew the wet black baton, She leaned down and licked his lips, but before he could react, she moved away and spoke to him, Look into my eyes. Powerless before this young goddess, he stared helplessly into her eyes as she again drove him deeper and deeper into her hypnotic control. That's it, John. Just keep looking into my beautiful deep green eyes and feel your will to resist fading, fading, fading. You are becoming my total slave. You want to obey Evelina. You must obey Evelina. Deeper and deeper into my eyes, falling deeper and deeper. Into my eyes, you have only one true desire. And that is to serve me, to worship me, to always obey me. Be my slave. Again, his eyes took on the glazed stare of one who is under a hypnotic spell.
1: To be your slave.
0: She took off her own shoe and positioned herself so that her foot was touching his now totally erect cock. Then she used her hands to unlock the shackles, freeing him from his hardened steel cuffs. But he remained helplessly captured by Evelina's willpower and did not move an inch as the shackles fell free. She whispered, Touch my foot, John and his hands moved toward her warm, sexy foot. Then she quickly removed her foot, and his hand was in contact with his own erect prick. Jerk it for me, slave. Rub your cock for your new owner. Worship me by masturbating for me. Your come will be your tribute. And the moment you reach your inescapable climax, it will indicate that you can refuse me nothing. Your ejaculation will mark your total surrender to Evelina. He moved his hand faster and faster, until at last he reached orgasm, expending his juices all over his hand and stomach as he lay on his back. Now, lick it off your hand, Cheese. Evelina commanded. He hesitated. You could almost see him marshalling all his mental powers to resist this degrading command. Then... Evelina whispered one word in his ear. Obey! And he moved his hand to his mouth and followed her instructions, helpless to resist her. Now, get dressed, my slave. We have to get back to the bazaar. There are fortunes to be told. The chief Now freed, picked up his clothes, and redressed. As Evelina commanded him to return to the car to drive back to her tent, she looked down into the box and saw one last item she wanted to try out. As he neared the door, he felt a gigantic electric shock as the cattle prod touched his ass. He practically ran to the car. Now, when you awaken, you will remember none of what has just happened, my little slave. But should you hear the words, John is Evelina's slave, in my beautiful voice, you will again fall into this deep, submissive trance. Isn't that right?
1: "'Yes, my goddess,'
0: he replied. As the police chief left the tent, he struggled to remember exactly what he had wanted to say to the lovely young fortune teller. Maybe he had wanted to ask her on a date. She was beautiful. "'Oh, well,' he thought, "'I'll remember soon.'